0: Thank you, David. We appreciate Silicon Valley High School helping us to get these podcasts out to the hundreds of thousands of listeners from all over the world. So I hope you enjoy the show. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the New Heights show on education. I hope you all had a great weekend. This is your host, Anna She. Thank you all for tuning in today. For any new listeners, the organization I volunteer with is the New Heights Educational Group, or NHEG, and their goal is to promote literacy in children and adults by offering a variety of educational support services. And you can find out more about us at our website at newheightseducation.org. Right now, you might be struggling through your classes or even failing them. You might be worried that you may not finish high school. There might have even been a thought that you may not be smart enough. Well, the New Heights Educational Group begs to differ. We not only think you are smart enough, but with our help, you will complete your high school diploma. The New Heights Educational Group strives to improve your academic success through its tutoring services. To learn more, please visit newheightseducation.org and contact us. New Heights Educational Group, educational resources to help reach your goals. And, right before I begin, I just want to clarify that I own none of this information. All of the information I'm going to tell you today can be found in the websites included in this episode's description, which you should be able to access as soon as the first half of this show is over. So today, as you can probably tell by the title, um, and continuing on with this little songbird series that I've started, we're going to be talking about the Blue Jay today, which is a very beautiful bird. So this is a really common songbird and they're much bigger than a lot of other songbirds and they're very familiar to many people with their little perky crest, just like the cardinal, and their blue, white, and black plumage and rather noisy calls. I remember when I was little I used to think that their calls were like hawk calls or something so I always thought, oh wow we have a lot of hawks in our area or like eagles or something. But of course now I know that those are not eagle calls. So, Blue Jays are known for their intelligence and complex social systems with tight family bonds, <coughs> and they have a fondness for acorns that is credited with helping spread oak trees after the last glacial period, which is quite nice, it's almost like when the squirrels forget where they hid their acorns, which like helps new trees to grow and such. Um, So these songbirds have large crests on their head, as I'm sure you all know, and they have a broad and rounded tail. So they are smaller than crows, uh, because crows are pretty big, um, but they're larger than robins, which is saying something because robins are already pretty big. Um, they have a white or light gray pattern underneath the blue, black and white shades um, of color that you might find above. So they do have a lot of kind of like grayish, blackish, whitish and of course bluish coloring going on there. Um, so now for some cool facts about the Blue Jays. So thousands of blue Jays migrate in flocks along the Great Lakes and Atlantic coasts, but much um, about their migration still remains a mystery. So some are present throughout winter in all parts of their range. and I'm pretty sure that in the New England area they're long they're all year-round residents. Uh, pretty sure and I actually did not know that they migrated before so this is quite interesting. Young jays may be more likely to migrate than adults but many adults also migrate. Um, Some individual jays migrate south one year and they might stay north the next winter and then migrate south again the next year so and no one has actually worked out exactly why these birds migrate when they do. Um, So unlike a lot of other migrations um, The migration of the Blue Jays is still kind of shrouded in some mystery, so you can probably tell because nobody really knows why they migrate some years and migrate and don't migrate some other years, so who knows? Maybe they're just tired they don't feel like migrating all that much. Uh, Next up, Blue Jays are known to take and eat eggs and nestlings of other birds, but we don't know how common this is, so that's a little bit uh, disturbing. Um, <laughs> to say the least, uh, I didn't know that before, um, and I—that's rather sad for the nestlings of the other birds. But I guess they're pretty aggressive creatures. Um, however, there was a study um, conducting the. In turn, so, there was a study that researched into the feeding habits of the blue jay, and they found that only 1% of jays had evidence of eggs or birds in their stomachs, so that's not too bad, I suppose. Um, on the whole, most of their diet is composed of insects and nuts. Um, so... In term, and now, um, in terms of the calls, so remember how I talked about um, how I used to think that Blue Jays mimicked the calls of, like, eagles or hawks? So, um, they actually kind of do that sometimes, especially for the red shoulder hawk. Uh, And these calls may provide information to other blue jays that a hawk is around or may be used to deceive other species into believing a hawk is present. So I guess that's why I used to think that blue jay calls were hawk calls, I suppose. I mean, if you look up some of the blue jay calls, like... um then the websites in this episode's description there's a really good website called allaboutbirds.org it has a lot of information on every single bird like you could possibly find really and if you go to the song section they have multiple um recordings of different types of calls of this bird and if you look for the blue jay at least you'll find some of them where it has a kind of like call that sounds like the characteristic hawk call so it's pretty interesting Um, Another cool fact about Blue Jays is that tool use has never been reported by Wild Blue Jays, but captive Blue Jays used strips of newspaper to rake in food pellets from outside their cages. So um, I guess the Wild Blue Jays just never really discovered a lot about tool use and stuff and such um, in comparison to the captive blue jays. Um, Also, blue jays lower their crests when they are feeding peacefully with family and flock members or when they're tending to nestlings. And it might also be because um, A, they're more relaxed, and B, they don't want to appear as threatening uh, or they don't feel like they have to, so they just lower their crests. At feeders in Florida, red-headed woodpeckers, Florida scrub jays, Common grackles and gray squirrels strongly dominate blue jays and often prevent them from obtaining food, so they have quite a bit of competition in Florida. Um, The pigment in blue jay feathers is melanin, which is brown. Uh, So that's quite unexpected considering that their color is blue. The blue color is usually caused by a scattering of light through modified cells on the surface of the feather barbs. And the black bridal kind of um, shape pattern on their face and throat varies extensively and can actually help blue jays recognize one another. So kind of like our fingerprints, um, I suppose, or just our faces in general the oldest known wild and banded blue jay was at least 26 years old and 11 months when it was found dead after being caught in fishing gear so that was very unfortunate for that poor bird it happened banded first in Newfoundland um, in 1989 it was found there again in 2016 so that's quite a long life that it lived longer than the other birds we talked about so far I think Um, In terms of their habitat, so blue jays are found in all kinds of forests, but especially near oak trees because um, I mean they do like to eat acorns that drop from the oak trees. They're quite fond of them So I guess that's probably why they live near oak trees a lot Um, Blue jays are also more abundant near forest edges rather than in the deep um, in the deep dark forests. They're more, so they're just more around the edges of forest rather than like the huge core of the forest. Um, they're also common in urban and suburban areas, especially where oaks or bird feeders are found. Um, they're also found in pine woods and groves, towns, um deciduous or mixed woods. um they actually avoid the purely coniferous forest and they may be in fairly low or scrubby forests in the southern part of their range uh they also kind of are kind of fond of beech trees as well besides oak trees so they have quite a few favorites of types of trees I suppose uh, they also can be found in like city parks and such so they're really so I mean um wherever you live in the suburbs and the parks um your oak forests you'll find quite a few blue jays there so we already talked about a little bit um about the food of the blue jays but now here's some more information about their food so they eat insects and nuts and seeds in the trees shrubs and on the ground um because they're pretty big birds they usually don't eat that much on in the air they don't fly very high either i think they also eat grains and um they also take in dead or injured small vertebrates, so they're like omnivores, I suppose. Blue jays sometimes raid nests for eggs and nestlings, and sometimes pick up dead or dying adult birds. Um, but the stomach contents over the year for blue jays are about 22% insects, um, and the acorns, nuts, fruits, and grains make up almost the entirety of the remainder. Of the 530 stomachs of blue jays examined, traces of bird eggs and nestlings were found in about six stomachs, but a search was specifically was specially made for every possible trace of bird remains. So, very few blue jays actually turn to eating vertebrates and nestlings and eggs. Um, most of them just don't do that, because, I mean, that'd be kind of awkward, I suppose. <laughs> um... Blue jays hold food items in their feet while they peck them open. So it's kind of like what the Tufted Titmouse does, I believe, where they just kind of hammer their beak into the food that they have. Um, Blue jays also store food in caches, kind of like squirrels, to eat later. Um, They also forage in trees and shrubs on the ground, and they come to feeders for seeds. Um, So... They pound on hard nuts or seeds with their bill to break them open and they harvest acorns and store them in holes in the ground, much like squirrels. In terms of their eggs, so they usually have four to five eggs and sometimes three to seven. Um, The eggs are a greenish color or buff color, sometimes even pale blue, and they're spotted with brown and gray dots. Incubation for the eggs is done by both parents, which is something that um, some other species don't do since the mother um, in many species is usually the one who does all the incubation. But the Blue Jays are like, hey, let's share. But the female um, Blue Jay does do a little bit more incubation, about 16 to 18 days. The young um, both parents bring food for the nestlings, and then the young nest the young leave the nest about 17 to 21 days after hatching. So, in terms of their nest description, so the courtship of the blue jay involves several um, aerial chases. Uh, where the male may feed the female and then the blue jays become quiet and conspicuous around the nest in order to protect where the nest is of course and to make sure that predators don't find out that there is a nest there so that they can protect their young. Um, but they will attack, uh, for the blue, the blue jays, uh, will attack with loud calls if the nest is threatened by a predator. The nest site is usually in a tree, either coniferous or deciduous, and it's usually placed in a vertical kind of like area of the tree or at a horizontal fork in the limb well out from the trunk. It's usually 8 to 30 feet above the ground and sometimes 5 to 50 feet upwards. The nest um, is pretty bulky and it's an open cup of course. It's made of twigs, grass, weeds, bark strips, moss and sometimes even held together with mud. So it's um, quite different from the nests of some of the other birds that are made with hair, some of them, (laughs) of other species. And the nest is lined with rootlets and other fine materials, often decorated with paper, rags, string, or other debris. So they like to add a little bit of fun in there. Um, And, of course, they have some mud in there to hold it all together. And this ends the first half of today's show on Blue Jays. And I'll be back in just a little bit with the second half of today's show. This podcast is brought to you by Silicon Valley High School the world's fastest-growing, video-based, self-paced, teacher-supported, fully accredited online school that's recommended by more than 96% of students. Take individual courses at just $95 each, or earn your high school diploma at any age. Check us out at svhs.co. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the second half of today's show. So where we left off, we were talking about the nests of blue jays. And um, again, they're placed in the kind of thick branches of a deciduous or coniferous tree, usually like 10 to 25 feet above the ground. But of course, that can range. Uh, The male and female both gather materials and build the nest. But on average, the male does more of the gathering and the female more of the building, which is something that is fairly characteristic in other um, species of birds I suppose. The twigs used in the outer part of the nest are usually taken from live trees and birds often struggle to break them off. Birds may fly great distances to obtain rootlets from recently dug ditches, um, even graves and cemeteries, and newly fallen trees. And jays may abandon their nest after detecting a nearby predator. Um, so, like, if they're midway through building it, it's not, not like if they had eggs in there, they would be like, ah, psh, we'll let them survive on their own. No, no, no. It's like if they were halfway, probably through building their nests. Like, at some point when the eggs haven't been laid yet, they might just leave the nests there because they're like, this is not a good place to have the nest after all, since, uh, there's a predator here that could eat my children. So, we're gonna move. <laughs> but I guess these birds are pretty aggressive since, um... They're, I mean, they can sometimes eat baby birds of other species, so that's certainly something. Um, now a little bit more about their behavior. So this um, common songbird, um the female, uh, again, does most of the incubation while the male does more of providing her with food during the incubation which is quite a task in itself because I mean when the female incubates she just kind of sits there and the male is like I gotta find food gotta search for food Um, for the first eight to twelve days after the nestlings hatch the female broods them and the male provides food for his mate as well as the nestlings So the female shares food gathering after this eight to 12 days or so, but the male continues to provide more food than the female. Some individual nestlings begin to wander as far as 15 feet from the nest about one to three days before the brood fledges. So it's like the fledge, I believe, is right before they're ready to um, get ready to fly. Even when these birds beg loudly, the parents may not feed them until they return to the nest. And this is the stage at which many people find the, uh, in quotes, the abandoned baby jay. So um, they might think that... They might think, oh, the parents just abandoned their their kids. No, they did not. It's just purposeful. It's like something that they usually do, although it's a little bit sad. (laughs) It's something that they usually do. If it can be restored to or near the nest, um... The parents will resume feeding it. The brood usually leaves the nest together um, when they're about 17 to 21 days old, so after about three weeks or so, the young are pretty much ready to leave the nest. When the young jays leave the nest before then, it may be because of a disturbance. Um, The jays are usually farther than 75 feet from the nest by the end of the second day out of the nest. Young remain with and are fed by their parents for at least a month or so, and sometimes two months, so this is after like they're ready to leave the nest, but they might stay with their parents. And there is actually um, a lot of individual variation in how quickly the young become independent. So, kind of like humans, I suppose. Some people like to stay with their parents a bit longer, and some prefer to just leave as soon as they can. Differs per person. Blue jays communicate with one another both vocally, vocally and with body language. Um, Basically, in this body language is essentially them using their crest. So it's kind of like communicating how we humans communicate, except uh, we don't have crests. I mean, we still use body language, just not crests. (laughs) Um, When incubating, feeding, nestlings, or associating with um, mates, family, or flock mates, the crest is held down. And the lower the crest, the lower the bird's aggression level. So that's something. So if you see a blue jay and it has a super high crest, it might be pretty aggressive towards you. The And of course, the higher the crest, the higher the bird's aggression level. And when a blue jay squawks, the crest is virtually always held up, so be careful when that happens. <laughs> blue jays have a wide variety of vocalizations with an immense um, vocabulary, I guess you could say. Um, they're also pretty good mimics, so... Um, next to the song next to the mockingbird that is mockingbirds I really encourage you to look into mockingbirds because they are really really cool in terms of their mimics and then a lot of the times when they really start to mimic different bird types it's during the breeding season because they want to impress the females and be like hey look at me I'm so good at mimicking other birds um, there was this one time where I was, like, outside and I heard the calls of... So, like, um, this was right after what of. If... This was a while back when um, I was still learning a lot about birds and um there were, we were like tested on the calls of several birds. So at that time a lot of the calls were kind of fresh in my mind. So there was a bird there was a bird nearby and like I just heard the calls of several different birds and I was really confused. Then I went over and then it was actually a mockingbird. So that was a really cool thing. So if you ever so um it's really cool when you um find mockingbirds because they're like doing this kind of call one minute and then they're doing th- this different call like in the next second or so and you're like what the heck is going on and, oh it's just a mockingbird doing his little mimicking thing and it's really really cool so m- mockingbirds are really cool I encourage you to look into them anyways um, back to blue jays so again blue jays are also pretty good mimics uh, captive blue jays sometimes learn to imitate human speech and meowing cats which is very impressive in the wilds they often mimic the red red-shouldered or red-tailed hawks and sometimes other species. Blue jays are sometimes kind of disliked by many people for their aggressive ways. I mean, they do eat the young of other birds. That's pretty aggressive. But they are far less aggressive than many other species. Because remember, in um, Florida, the there are other birds like the red-bellied woodpeckers, red-headed woodpeckers, Florida scrub jays, common grackles, and gray squirrels that are um, uh, that are more dominant um, in comparison to the blue jays at bird feeders, which often prevent the blue jays from getting the food that they want. Um, and this, so blue jays are pretty aggressive, but they are not the most aggressive of the bunch. Um, white-winged doves, northern mockingbirds, so mockingbirds are also pretty aggressive, and northern cardinals occasionally dominate blue jays as well. Um, so but, little bit more about the blue jays um in terms of their mimicking so they do mimic hawks again and um they might mimic them when they approach feeders and they do this in order to deceive other birds into scattering so the other birds might be like oh hey there's a blue there's a bird feeder there and then they suddenly hear a hawk call and they're like oh my goodness there is a hawk there i gotta go so this helps the blue jay kind of like dominate the bird feeder in a way and um (laughs) so that he can have more of the food to himself. I mean, it's survival of the fittest out there, so... Uh, Blue jays sometimes carry food in their throat and upper esophagus, which is kind of like that area right under your throat um, And this area is often called a gular pouch They may store two to three acorns in the pouch, another one in the mouth, and one more in the tip of the bill And in this way, they can carry off five acorns So that's five acorns, and that's a, quite a bit for a bird At a time to store for later feeding So these birds have quite a few adaptations too in order to survive six birds with radio transmitters um, each cache 3,000 to 5,000 acorns um, during one autumn season and their fondness for acorns and accuracy in selecting and burying acorns so they're a lot better at squirrels on this have not been infested and uh, in burying acorns that have not been infested with weevils um, are credited with spreading oak trees after the last glacial period and um, so, the New World blue Jay, again, migrates north and south, um, but their migration is very poorly understood, again, and some individuals remain year-round throughout their entire range, and at least some of the individuals might depart or so. So a little bit more about their conservation. So blue jay populations decreased by about 28%, just quite a bit, between 1966 and 2015, according to the North American Breeding Bird Survey. Partners in Flight estimates a global breeding population of about 13 million or so with 87% living in the U.S. and 13% living in Canada. So a lot of the birds in the Sombre series live in the U.S., I suppose. The species rates an 8 out of 20 on the Continental Concern Score and is not on the 2016 State of North America's bird's watch list. The most frequent cause of death associated with humans for the Blue Jay usually comes from attacks by um, cats and dogs, so... Be careful of your pets when you're around blue jays. Uh, but it looks like that their population, although it did decrease um, by quite a bit between 19 this, between the 1960s and now, um, it looks like that their population is still doing pretty good. I mean, they got a breeding population of 13 million, which is quite a bit. <laughs> um, their migration. <clears throat> Their migration is either a resident or a short-distance migrant. And if you really want to attract um, the blue bird, sorry, the blue jay to your backyard or your feeder, um, so here are some tips. Blue jays prefer tray feeders or hopper feeders on a post rather than hanging feeders just because they're rather big birds and it's kind of hard for them to hang on to like the hanging feeders. And they prefer peanuts, sunflower seeds, which is a favorite among many birds, and a suet. Planting oak trees will make acorns available for jays of the future. Um, and blue jays often take drinks from bird baths as well. If you're really looking for this bird, you can listen for their hawk-mimicking calls. Um, And you can also find them at feeders. Uh, You can also see them at near shorelines when they migrate and lose flocks. And, of course, the characteristic um, coloring of the Blue Jay is pretty um, known by most people. And that concludes today's show on Blue Jays. And Thank you all for tuning in today. Imagine your new bathroom, a sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bath Fitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bath Fitter, 35 years of better bath remodels.